फाउंडेशन इन इंडिया which is completely backed by uh, stalwarts like rahul dravid and pulla gopichan an amazing team on board and she has been executive director of uh, this foundation called go sports who is supporting india's athlete from the the regular athlete the para athletes and the overall development in indian sports it's a phenomenal job they are doing they are into their 10th year they just celebrated 10th year anniversary so we have uh, with us today dipti gopaya hey hi dipti good to have you on the platform sports see uh, let's talk sports this is the this is the place where we talk about everything happening in the sports industry and what people want to know that when i say people uh, the athletes the parents and the aspirants who want to be part of the sports industry wants to know from uh, industry experts about what needs to be done so looking forward to have a nice uh, chat with you here thank you so much it's great that you're doing this and talking to different experts and different people Uh, I think it's a great time to learn. So hopefully this can help a lot of athletes and parents and aspiring I, entrants into sport. <laughs> yes, and uh, just for the for the listeners, we have Dipti Bopaya with us, uh, executive director, Go Sports, one of the most prominent sports foundation in India, uh, who is supporting a uh, tons of uh, athletes go- going for the Olympics, Asian Games, Commonwealth. Uh, para athletes and it's 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 amazing portfolio that they have backed by uh, or guided by uh, rahul dravid pulila gopich and what else do you need so dipti my question to you what happened to a banker who came into this uh i think uh, first of all i'm a sports person by heart uh, a okay. sports fan by heart and a failed athlete so uh, always wanted to you know be there win something for india never happened uh, at that time uh, obviously my parents were like you please study and get a job and you know do what everyone tells you so you never even really imagined you can go beyond a certain level uh, but looking at where i am now i'm i'm so fortunate to have uh, you know probably not maybe i was not good enough to play at that level because looking at the talent and the competition i i think it would have been very tough but uh, you know now being in sports administration is really like a dream come true and uh, an amazing job but uh, banking happened because i obviously uh, studied i finished my bcom and then i uh, went into symbiosis uh, for my mba and uh, i did what everyone did at that point of time and campus placements happened and i got into the bank and banks always have the best packages and i was yes. lucky and fortunate again to um get my job on day 0 so it was it was nice and uh, suddenly you know that's what you want when you are in b school yes so um, i i had a great stint uh, in in uh, hsbc i was with them for about almost close to 6 years i did three different stints i learned a lot a large part of what i'm able to um, do at go sports whether it's um, 
on how to manage money and how to get the best uh, return on every rupee because we are a foundation yes. where a trust um, you know a, a large part of it is what i learned in banking uh, so 2012 i think uh, uh, was a turning point for me because i was obviously following sport and olympic mm -hmm. sport and all of that but i think it was more about uh, how um, the dialogue around how we as indians can never right. win medals or we don't have it in us i think that bothered me after the 2012 olympics i got very angry with everyone talking about you know we can't do it we 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 are, we are good only to study and we should become engineers and you know uh, tech techies yeah. but i don't think we can be sports people and that time there were a lot of not a lot of conversations around um, sports people right it was right. whoever made it, made it despite the system even 2008 right. if you see nav's journey everyone was despite yes. the system so i started researching about how do you become how do you get involved in sport how do you join the olympic association how do you join a federation i was a former tennis player and i played basketball as well for state so uh i went back to all those conversations but then i uh, because i played sport one of our trustees was also a former tennis player so that's how i got introduced to go sports and uh, 2012 uh, december i i decided i'll move from banking to here it was a very difficult decision um, my parents thought you know i've lost it uh, because i was doing decently well in the bank uh, um, you know in banking terminologies um, being a vice president uh, yes. you know youngest vice president in the wealth management team and i was and markets were great at that point <laughs> of time and everything was great so i i actually saw the 2008 uh, yes. market crash and right up to it going back to the top so i mean i i learned a lot in that phase so banking i mean sport happened to me like that banking happened to me like that <laughs> but it's uh, now my eighth year in go sports and it's been an incredible journey wow honestly speaking this is exactly uh very much of what my journey has been i've been a failed athlete played till state level badminton then could not go beyond that for whatever reason came into traditional uh, mba degree again sibm got my job in banking uh, started with axis bank and then it happened uh, i saw the 2008 downturn in us i was there and uh, spent a lot of time in bintree 2012 is when i took a decision to come to sports just to follow the passion and that happened because of the whole ncd trajectory <laughs> yeah so it was like uh, i was i was i was in the us and training uh, in the stanford campus for my marathons and duathlons and that's where i started understand the whole ncd model and got interested in the whole thing and again the the london olympic debacle was always there 11 high was very much there so 11 world cup high was here then the this happened so i said why not so then uh, 13 is when i came back uh, from the us but i had already started working in sports uh, there so i think it's a, it's a great journey and symbiosis banking sports i think it's a <laughs> it's a good alignment yeah. but yeah but i but i always tell people right uh, it's like uh, i'm a failed athlete but i'm a successful sportsman that's what the attitude is what we are and uh, and the way your parents thought that girl had lost it by leaving the banking and coming here my parents thought the same thing they said what everybody asked what is the biggest thing happened to you after coming to sport i said my monthly package became my annual package <laughs> that's true <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's been a wonderful journey so uh, yeah. you've been with go sports for last 8 years uh, i think it's a great place i have been uh, seen the a journey of 
as an outsider uh, the whole journey and you recently completed the co-sports complete 10th year so how uh, yeah so so okay so from toddler to a 10 a, a year old uh, so how do you see the journey i think uh, it's been a really uh, exciting difficult challenging uh, and a very uh, very nice place where we are now uh, but i think the initial years you know our trustees uh, when it was nandan kamath who's also a lawyer and a real visionary in some sense of what he had in mind for sport in india in in sport and i think that was very uh, um, inspiring for me mm-hmm. in terms of the vision that he had and to be able to work alongside uh, people like this and um, you know who didn't want to complain about what's happening but do something about what's happening and i think uh, that's what resonated the most for me and uh, we took smaller battles smaller challenges but obviously for a trust in india irrespective of what area you're in it's funding which is the most important Sorry. and most critical aspect i mean everyone in the ngo space is extremely passionate and that's what gets you to take yes. this route uh but how do you stay how do you sustain uh and i think uh, the first 1000 days of any organization is very very critical uh, if you can somehow fail through that you 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 are more or less okay uh but for us funding initially uh, when they started uh, in 2008 was more friends and family uh, it was a very small group of people passionate people um, who had a vision and everyone around them believed in that so that's how we started um 2012 onwards uh, i mean that's when i joined towards the end of 2012 but 2013 was a turning point with csr um coming in and sport getting included yes. in, in into the csr mandate into the schedule 7 uh, i think till then sport continued to be looked at as, as a luxury it was not a mandate area nobody understood the value of sport and the power of sport and what it can do for the for a country like us yeah. so it was one you know uh, wonderful to have uh, sport get included and i think abhinav bindra played a very very critical role in that he actually wrote back because it was just very broadly written as sport mm. to be included but the training towards olympic and paralympic yeah. uh, you know he he actually wrote a letter to the uh, then um, you know minister and then they thought about it and then they included uh, this yeah. so very very glad that you know something like that happened because now it's dedicated money coming into olympic and paralympic and yes. rural sport otherwise it would have again gone into cricket um, and uh, <laughs> uh, as much as i like cricket uh, i still feel there's no money here and it needs to come yes, into these yes, sports yes, yes. uh so so i think that was a turning point for us and uh, you know given uh, nandan's background as a lawyer and me as a banker it kind of worked really well because everyone who puts in money uh, they want to know uh, where their money is going and how their money is being utilized especially with corporates and whether you have a legal framework within which you are operating in so it kind of uh, a lot of corporates align to that and uh, you know our first uh, supporter in that sense was uh, the aditya birla group uh, sport was not even in india mandate uh, but uh, you know we started conversations thanks to rahul dravid who is also on our board mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's where uh, he spoke about how you can create role models in sport uh, look at uh, athletes who are in different sports who have who people believe have no chance at all we look at women who are doing well and that's where we picked up a bhavani devi fencer we picked up uh, from chennai 
uh, we picked up deepa karmakar who was just going to get yes. into the commonwealth at that point of time um, you know all, all all this happened at that point of time with rahul challenging us and yeah. we created something called the rahul dravid athlete mentorship program and um, so that was our first flagship program and uh, we realized uh, very soon that if you can programmatize it and present it like that to the corporates they like it where they know what they are taking care of and how they are taking care of and i think once we had a brand like that who believed mm-hmm. in us and trusted us then we you know obviously later on got sony pictures we got indusind bank yeah. um, you know all supporting programs and believing in our uh, vision and thought process of uh, putting india on a world sporting map in some sense of right. nation building through sport it was yes, not sir. about getting an olympic gold medal we don't speak that narrative at all okay. uh, we believe you need to have lot of role models you need to create the system and they believed in that and i think we're very fortunate to have uh, donors who understood that and i think that brought about uh, a lot of change Uh, mm-hmm. with csr money coming in otherwise uh, you know this yeah. story we would not be Cut. doing this interview yes, and uh, yes, yes. so we would not be as big as we were we are today and uh, today we are actually supporting 120 athletes uh, across olympic paralympic sport uh, last year we won the very prestigious national award the khel yes. protsan award from the president of india so all that was fabulous in this 10 year journey because never we thought we'll become a national uh, nationally recognized uh, yes. you know organization because we were doing it out of passion and we got people you know from the civil society and corporate world to to align yeah. with with what we were doing so go sports has seen lots and lots of ups and downs and the challenges um, and uh, i think uh, we we've had a great bunch of athletes uh, who've shined uh, our uh, selection methodology have has been very different uh, because it's not just about the medal we also want them to become role models so what deepa karmakar has done for gymnastics and uh, you know put india on a world gymnastic map or badminton players akidambi shrikant's journey from 238 in the world to world number 1 we learn and we grow we grow through each and every athlete's journey so i think we are a combination of everything that's happened to us and who all have been part of us yeah. partners stakeholders athletes um and you know everyone who joined in uh, this movement i would say right. and it was not just we'll do this and we we've learned we've we've changed yeah. we are to read it we've done a lot of things but i think the crux really was csr mm-hmm. uh, funding which, which uh, gave wings uh to a lot of organizations uh you know for us to grow right. um, otherwise we were 20 athletes 25 athletes because that's all funding you could you could really right. get that that whole jump happened because of more money and right. i think what was really what is really heartening is how small budgets because if you look at the overall csr uh spend in sport is very low we hardly yeah. about 1 1 1/2% of the okay. overall csr uh, budget so but in that what you can do because just how sport has changed in the last 5 7 years because lots of organization yes organizations the government their stop scheme everybody you know coming in and 
putting in structured and uh, putting in effort in the right way, you're actually able to see results, which has never happened in the past. Correct. Yeah. So I think that has been um, quite interesting and to see Go Sports really evolve and become this organization and, you know, an important stakeholder in this field um, yeah. has been because of everyone who's been part of it. I don't think there's one, we can't say there's this one person or yeah. one uh, event really happened, but it's um, multiple things uh, of everyone who've been part of it. I think it's, it's, it's a beautiful story. I, I, I'm sure that I think if it converted into a, a canvas, it can actually come out to a, a nice 70 mm. Uh, and, and I'm sure there are a lot of things. To... We did that book. Yes. We, I don't know if you have a chance to read our book, but yes, I saw, turned, I saw. Yeah. We turned 10. We were like, what should we do? Because it's really not about go sports, but just how fast sport has Indian sport has come. Yes. So, you know, we got different authors to write about different uh, aspects and, um, you know, whether it was IPL or whether it is uh, cricket and what we should all learn from cricket and the yeah. Paralympic movement or whatever it is. So we compiled it into a book called mm. Go India Sporting Transformation. Yes. So, so yeah, we, we, we thought about the film, but I, I think we, we were all, we're all writers. So we wrote any documentary. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure documentary. With, with Sony picture being your, one of your partner, I think I'm sure the movie might be on their car, on their mind with the, with the Sony Live kind of channel, but yeah, anyways, I, I, and it will be fun to see with with all the athletes because what you said was actually I was just thinking about it like 120 athletes and every life has a story and these have made it into a nice uh, 70 mm. They have made they are wearing the India jersey and that is the uh, being an athlete. I know I could not wear the India jersey. I want to wear it one day at least as an administrator now. So uh, so that. <laughs> So that is the journey. So I, and they coming together and talking about the whole thing. I think there is no bigger story about inspiration, motivation, and the heroes and sheroes that we want to talk about. So did GoSport uh, started with the philosophy of supporting athletes or it was started with supporting sports and athletes just happened as one of the part of the ecosystem? No, we always wanted to be part of uh, athletes. Uh, because we felt that uh, in the entire ecosystem, it's like athletes is at the bottom of everything yes. else, not at the center of everything else. So we wanted to have an organization where athlete, it's athlete centric in some sense. And uh, there were a lot of uh, beliefs that were around that India can't win, you know, at, at the world stage. Uh, athletes are... Uh, you know, para-athletes are disabled. They're not yeah. athletes who are who have a physical disability, right? They're just disabled. Differently so, abled. Yeah, yeah, differently abled. So, it, it, I mean, there were multiple myths and women cannot play sport and then we have yeah. women winning Olympic medals. So, in some sense, uh, when, when we started in 2008, there were a lot of these myths floating around and I think we wanted to challenge those myths. So, for us internally as an organization, it was... And today, after a decade later, we definitely have seen that women can win. India can be on a world stage. And different able athletes are champions. You know, it's just a parallel Olympic. So I think we've been able to, uh, in our own way, shape and form, been able to change these narratives. Uh, and uh, 
that's that's been exciting very exciting for uh, everyone who's been part of it okay. and we were also a very small organization we've always had only four five people but multiple interns at any given point of time yeah. so um in some sense you can do big great things with different types of people and you know you, you people think we have a very 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 big team and yeah. all of that we're actually not a big team at all now we are uh, you know uh, over the last 2 3 years because of the number of athletes that are right. there but in our initial 5 6 years i think we were just about 5 to 7 constantly you know full time employees and the rest were all interns and right. project staff so so it's been it's been fascinating from an um, building an organization standpoint as well because it's quite been quite entrepreneurial as well in that yeah. sense similar challenges of what a growing uh, you know a new organization faces uh, and in some sense you're not even um, a for profit organization correct right so convincing people about why you're doing something like this uh was always a challenge yeah. right? I, i think now it's all clear yeah those were my initial uh, conversations with people acha this is all fine but what are you getting out of it uh. you know so when you say national flag and when you say national hearing the national anthem and all of that people of played sport understand it you know yes. um but for everybody else uh, it's a very difficult concept Correct. every four years we want india to win but the process of how do you get that four years to happen no one thinks about that effort over there so <laughs> so it's been exciting actually it's um, lots of learnings i think as, as you rightly said at 1.5% only going towards the csr uh, in for sports specifically and you know, at one side you had a story of talking to corporates and have that thing happening probably rahul dravid and abhidavinda or gopichand this uh, actually played a good role in making this thing happen as well what do you think is can be done to increase this because i myself also work on csr i work on lot of on grassroots level development i have a small football club here in pune where i train uh, kids at free of cost and the girls completely free of cost and a lot of things that we do in here and uh, so how do you think this can grow that 1.5% can how can you go to at least 5% see i think uh, in this 1.5% also if you look at the breakup it's very um, very mixed right yes. everybody's models are different than the infrastructure like jsw has built such a world class uh, yes, infrastructure project in bellary Uh, that's huge amount of money and that's also got csr funds from different organizations right. for operations of it uh, you you have other organizations that again follow our model but do it differently so yes. if you look look at how much of money is coming in towards olympic paralympic sport in that 15 1.5% <laughs> is also you know needs to be broken down uh, you know of uh, how that break up is but uh, more companies coming forward i think uh, uh we really anticipated a lot more companies joining in uh, because the bigger names were there so you had a lot of other companies were very interested lots of conversations but i think uh, i know we didn't want to talk about the covid world but it is a new world and uh, yes. even if we maintain 1.5% i'll be very happy uh, uh, exactly i i'm yeah. not sure about the increasing uh, 
you know amount because sport again has gone back and we have to rework our uh, importance in the whole nation building aspect of it uh, in today's time when just being alive is considered as a bigger higher priority and should be considered uh, rightly so uh, where does sport fit into all of this but if you look go back into history and if you go back into the wars and if you go back into every aspect sport has always played a very critical role on yes. bringing back the community right so i do believe that uh, if if it's looked at in that manner that percentage can go up Correct. but it is subject to again so many things in csr Correct. because csr takes you anywhere between 6 to 9 months to close one partner yeah you know it's not it's not um, it's not like before where you know the head of an organization just says i like what they're doing yeah. sign it off it doesn't work it's like that process, and which is yeah. good because there's a governance team there's a structure there's independent directors there's a board you have to pass that so i think um, uh, just documentation and transparency and reporting we've learned a lot because of these formats coming right. in and the corporates want to know where and how the impact is and you know what you're doing and in sport you can't really be showing at least projects like ours you can't show 10000 kids and uh, you know like how in swachh bharat or with toilets and everything you have very very tangible yeah. stuff to show in sport i could invest all the money and i can still not get a medal correct yeah right so 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 the narrative is very uh, very different uh, fortunately that we have all these big companies who who relate to it and have come in like whether you see a tatas and the birlas and now reliance and everybody else who got into yes. sport there's very different reasons why they're all getting into sport right okay. and tatas for i mean even from the whole olympic history they've been yeah. involved so all so football I and think everything yeah everything else right so so they they believe the power of sport so i think if more and more organizations believe uh, what sport can achieve uh, you know i think we'll see more funding coming in uh, and i think uh, as stakeholders uh, how we present and showcase the, the impact of these projects is also important right right so it's so, about um, keeping keeping them away from injury uh their nutrition their mental well being their mental health tournaments competition expenses uh in some sense we are an entourage around the athlete yes. we are not teaching them how to play the sport we are yes. not the technical people right yes. so so valuing that this is important uh it's yes. a lot of discussion that's why i said 6 yeah, nine months is a great time if you track a csr partner exactly it's and you you work for three quarters and the last week of march is when you get the checks <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so yeah. but fortunately we've not had too many of that scenarios because i we, we don't have money to run for nine months if we get it in the last month so so yeah so uh, the tip while you're working on the uh, 120 odd athletes who are represent india different level we as a country also is the youngest nation we have so many people like kids like people say approximately 300 million kids under the age of 
So do you think, uh, yes, education, there are a lot of things happening, CS are happening towards education and uh, GoSport has a mandate towards sports. But do you think uh, making an impact at that level will actually get more athletes and a better lifestyle or the better culture uh, than only investing in the top athletes? Uh, actually, this is debatable uh, mm-hmm. because do you know? Do you invest into the bottom of the pyramid or do you invest into the elite athletes? And I right. think what we have chosen is a combination of things. So each of our program address very different age groups okay. and requirements and all of that. But we are not in the grassroots level. We are not mm-hmm. picking up athletes and saying play sport. We are actually picking those athletes who otherwise would have dropped out of sport and who are incredibly right. talented at a national level. Yes. You know, so you should have right. at least fought that battle and got to the national level. Right. And from there, we then pick up and then see which sport and what you can do and how you can do. So for us, it was very exciting to work with someone in fencing. Nobody even thought fencing yeah. is a sport that you know, we can actually be involved in. And here you have this young girl... Uh, who's a temple priest's daughter in Chennai who picked up the sport in a government school, uh, you know, and made it all the way. And today is in the top 25 in the world who yeah. might be our first fencer who qualifies. Now, what that does is the minute you have one person who makes it, it's like Abhinav's yeah. gold medal, right? What it yes. did to India, it gave us the belief that Indians can win a gold medal. It can happen. Yeah, it can happen. Right? And that is very powerful for a young nation uh, to be inspired with uh, when and Abhinav keeps saying this when uh, uh, when when he was playing and training or even in two, even in 2010-12 you'd probably have 800,000 people who took part in nationals today the nationals go on for a week with yeah. 5,000 6,000 8,000 people who are kids who are taking part in shooting Correct. In yeah. a sport who you thought who plays, who will take yeah. part. The highest number of quotas we've got, you know, for 2020 is in shooting. And kids yeah. as young as 15 and 16 getting those quotas. So exactly. all logic that you've put is gone out of yeah, the window. Yeah. Right? So, so I think um, um, for, for any young country, uh, you need to see it's possible. You need to see right. uh, things can happen. And the minute you see that happen, there's a trickle effect. Uh, you see a lot more people taking up badminton. A Sindhu, Shrikan, Saina uh, have inspired uh, more people uh, to play badminton, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, Gopi, did, Gopi did it and Prakash sir did it very different times. But those yeah. were times when being a badminton player was not an option. I cannot say I'm a professional badminton player. You still okay? You okay? You play badminton, but what else do you do in life, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> so, so I think um, just how that narrative shift has happened, right. and parents today are also more open for to let their kids pursue sport, yes. Yes. and not just sport. I think today, if kids say, uh, "I want to become a chef," thanks to Master Chef and all these reality shows, parents are fine. Yeah. You know, so everywhere uh, things have opened up because that one or two people have gone and done something, right. shown the journey is possible, yes. and then you'll have many follow. So I think there are enough organizations working on the grassroots level, level, but we consciously decided that this, this, this is the space we want to be in. Right. And I think that that also aligns with the, uh, the background and also talking about making a story because if you, that as, as you rightly said, right, one person 
uh, from world number 150 to number 1 that's the story yeah. uh, it's going to inspire yeah. probably 5000 different people the kids to take up the sport i think it's a very well put through so yeah. in the in the athlete management journey one of the thing comes into picture at certain level is the commercial side of it so do you deal on the commercial side or do you have partnership with uh, the aspects of commercial side of athlete yeah so we actually consciously stayed away from the commercial side of it uh because we just felt that that's a very very different space yes uh the negotiations the dealings with brands uh trying to build a brand of the athlete and it's a full time job and we just felt our full time job is better being their support team rather than managing them commercially but yes athletes who don't have agencies younger athletes where brands yes. approach we help them with the negotiation but we don't take any commercials out of it okay uh you okay. know we we just we just want to make sure they are getting a good deal and right. they are aware of what they are signing and what they are getting into so okay. there is a legal team that helps them look at their contracts and you know responds to them and a team that will talk to the brand but we don't do this hmm. as a vertical and we don't do this commercially we we've kind of stayed away from that right. so uh, uh, where why i asked this question because you're working with with the uh, the really good brands are putting in money so i'm sure the whether csr and the hr guys are happy about this kind of uh, uh, contribution the marketing guy must be thinking why am i not getting the benefit out of it yeah so uh, is isn't yeah, it's it's like uh, edelweiss right uh, the way uh, olympic campaign for edelweiss happened all the all the female olympians were shown in the one single uh, thing and uh, even bridgestone with a multiple athlete that happened so don't you think this is a sweet spot where you can merge this thing thing together and also because give back uh, to them if they are interested in or you just stay away from it no i just feel that an indian athlete is taken for granted a non cricket yes. indian athlete is taken for granted because people don't get endorsements so you feel like a brand can just give couple of lakhs and also get an roi if a brand really wants to invest then directly approach the athlete give them what is due for the performance that they are in and you showcase it like what edelweiss did what bridgestone did i think that's right they yeah. went through the olympic association and they showcased it and they right. did it. they are not doing csr to the best of my knowledge they are not doing csr in right. uh, sport projects and supporting young you know athletes to get to the olympics they have taken a different route yes. so i i feel big, you know you'd never say something like this in cricket yeah i'm anyway giving the athlete so why it you know the marketing person's wondering how to get an roi on that i i, so I deal I'm with it regularly that, you know, <laughs> exactly so 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 there's also something called as cause marketing Uh, right. a lot of people have started talking about that and uh, i align to that to some extent but uh, for example uh, if you look at our partners they have uh, very nicely uh, you know attempted to do this for example indusind bank uh, was the first bank who actually invested um, into the Par- the first paralympic program in india which is the para champions right. program which we created right and um, they wholeheartedly came forward and they supported the entire project and they continue to do it it's their fifth year now uh, and just in one olympic cycle um, you know from this support uh, there were um, 19 people who went to paralympics out of 1911 were supported you know through go sports right. and through that project 
uh, and then uh, at that point of time when they went to the olympics like the marketing team felt like you know 11 out of the 19 yeah. artists we could do something so the marketing team they brainstormed with us and yes. they created an entirely new campaign called jeet ka halla which was a video yes. where they invested over and above Correct. and they got the recognition and the mileage so if something like this can be done that's great where i have a concern is where in no, this correct no, we also do you know can we all yeah. can athletes also endorse my brand this is not an endorsement exactly you know no, no, we should I, get what, i completely get and i think that is uh, that is how it, it it has to be because that's what the respect is also given but I, mm-hmm. what i was trying to say is i think you you if you have a aspect of that and that role can be played because you have access and you know that there is a fund coming in from a certain company then that kind of yes a foundation is for not for profit and for particular cause but i i'm sure that then do you have any part that no, i, I think it's very doable there are other organizations who you know look at this format and who are doing it as well right uh, and i think it's it's really the organization's objective of right. where do you want to channelize your efforts towards and i don't think anything is right or wrong but i just feel like our indian non cricket athlete somehow um, just yeah. you know because there are hardly any endorsements you're like yeah. at least you mil raha ye le lo you know I so you you just say for anything but i i like the fact that today there are so many different uh, organizations um, you know that that uh, manage athletes and do it well uh whether you you know whether you have uh, miraki or whether you have uh, ios or whether you have uh, baseline everyone's managing top athletes and uh, yes. you know it's it's quite widespread and we work very closely with all these organizations and yeah. we are very clear that mm-hmm. if it's a commercial aspect then you please deal with it we don't have to get <laughs> yeah. in that correct conversation and it's nice to see uh, you know that there are uh, people who you are able to align with otherwise it was a very uh, there was no one for the athlete right the minute correct, this correct. conversation came in an athlete you're getting 5 lakhs you take the 5 lakhs now you don't know what you're committing into nobody's yeah. negotiating on your behalf nobody yeah. what are you signing up for how many times are you going to tweet or be on the thing so i think it's it's a very different role it's a very important role okay. um, uh, it's a different vertical altogether uh, we just felt that maybe not yet oh, yeah. i'm not saying never say never right uh, yeah, i don't exactly. know if we'll get it through. um with difficult times you have to explore different models yeah, and exactly. if this is the model then who knows uh, but yeah. uh, having said that i'm just saying that today there are other organizations doing that so correct correct exactly and i yeah in fact i spoke to tuhin on the branding of women athletes uh, a couple of shows back and uh we we spoke about one thing even though it's a commercial side but the impact pv sindhu made with the stay free ad was phenomenal i think that was the first time an athlete came on screen a female athlete came on scene talking about the whole uh, the whole sanitary pad i think it was an amazing thing and uh, the impact that it made was phenomenal so it's it's a no it's, it was a commercial side but yes the the impact was also you can call it uh, one of the sustainable development goal kind of impact uh yeah Which, but i think that's that is that has to be a lot to do with the agency and with the athlete yes. uh, in terms of their own values their own uh, uh, projects and programs they want to support 
because you can be a win-win situation for both and you can take up causes, which is why we call them role models. And that's right. something through our athlete education programs, we constantly try and focus on. Uh, so we've been doing a series of this in the lockdown now with, uh, uh, you know, with Joy Bhattacharya, we're getting him to talk about storytelling, building your yes. brand. We've been doing financial sessions. We've been doing anti-doping sessions. We've been, uh, and what is your cause? What are you most aligned to? Just because 10 athletes are tweeting and retweeting something doesn't mean that you also need to do yes. it. Are you even aligned to that, uh, you know, thought process? So, so what do you stand for? What do you believe in? Uh, and I think because we start working with them <clears throat> when they're 13, 14 onwards, yeah. it's a nice uh, relationship and trust. Relation that happened, we yeah. <clears throat> so we're able to have these conversations with athletes. Okay. So, uh, Dipti, I have last couple, last couple of questions. I know this can go on for long. I have so many questions for this. But yes, uh, we got to understand from you the glimpse of whole CSR world, the athlete management and all the things that you've been doing, the journey of uh, what CSR actually means. Uh, what I want to know is how do parents or the athlete approach a, approach Go Sport uh, to be funded or to be supported? Is there the, what is the process, typical process that happens? So our, uh, our model is athletes apply for our scholarship. We, we award scholarships. So, mm -hmm. at, you know, we will put it out in National Daily. We put it out on all our social media handles. So we are on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and we have regional applications as well. So people need to apply for our application. Okay. Then there is a shortlist that happens depending on, you know, our criteria with sport, all of that. Uh, so far, we've only been in Olympic and Paralympic sports, right. individual sports. We've not looked at team sport. Uh, just very recently, last year, we started uh, a new program called Stars of Tomorrow, mm -hmm. which is actually uh, uh, our partner there is uh, Dream 11 and Dream Sports okay. Foundation. Uh, they actually, so that's the first time we've gone outside of uh, Olympic, Olympic uh, sports. So we're looking at squash mm -hmm. over there. Uh, for the first time uh, because you know our squash players also are doing really well uh, so you have to apply to us reach out to us on social media on our handles and we take uh, 90 days to bring an athlete on board mm -hmm. and is there uh, any age group that are uh, the minimum or maximum age group or yeah 13 years 13 years is our minimum age group uh, we started receiving a lot of applications of kids who are 9 and 10 and we keep telling <laughs> parents that, uh, you know, that's something like I'd really like to share because uh, Gopichand actually does a lot on physical literacy and, yes. um, you know, just on, on the physical attributes of, of a young child, uh, they typically recommend that you play two, two to three sports up to the age of 9 or 10. And then at 13, you choose your sport that you want to, you know, yes. actually uh, take on. Unless it's a sport like gymnastics, where you start much, much, much yes. earlier at six to seven. In fact, much earlier, maybe five much or six. Yeah. And, um, you know, so other than that, it's good for coordination and for your, uh, for your long-term health. In some sense, it's good to play multiple sports and then maybe choose what your sport is. So... Uh, that's that's really a tip for um, I had someone write in to me uh, saying uh, I want to make my uh, daughter in badminton uh, world champion and uh, tell me how to go about it and I was like sure how old is she and he said two and wow. um, yeah so I so was I think like 
I just took the school admission. So I was amazed. I was amazed by the commitment of the father, but I just feel that you know, as some parents should keep in mind that you should first love sport and you should enjoy yeah. sport. You should have that love which then moves on for achievement and performance and winning medals for India. That joy of sport should never go out. Yes, so, exactly. So, so I think for parents, uh, you know, it is very difficult for for parents because. Uh, there are dreams that you want them to achieve. Uh, but, you know, sometimes at 13, 14, the child comes back and tells you, I'm not interested in sport. And you yes. may have invested so much of your effort and energy and time. But I think what's important to remember is sport is the best, one of the best life skills your child is going to have for the rest of their life, irrespective of whether they're going to become a sportsman or not become a sportsman. Uh, I think once you've played sport, you're a sports person for life. Uh, you'll handle life better. You'll just uh, you'll you'll deal with challenges better. You'll be okay to fail, uh, yeah. okay to win, uh, okay to work in a team. Uh, I think you'll just be a better yes. uh, human when you play sport. I'm biased, but yeah, you can just be a better human being. Yeah, when you play that is sport. what it is. It, it, it it's, yeah. it's not biased. It is the fact. It's a proven fact. <laughs> People who don't play sport don't like me <laughs> say that. I'm just saying, uh, just all my interactions, uh, you know, with sports people over the years, you just just yeah. handle life better more than anything else. Right. But I think um, parents, uh, parental pressure is a lot. Uh, you know, today, uh, lots of coaches keep saying that today we have Google coaches as parents, yeah. and they're saying, why are you not doing this training or why are you not doing that training? I saw that this coach in that country is doing it. So you know uh, that that trust towards the yes. coach and. I remember my parents used to just say, go play and go play. whatever the coach is doing, you have to just play. There's no room for commenting on the style, whether it was right yeah. or wrong, I don't know. But uh, as long as you enjoyed sport and came back, that was the most important thing. Uh, so, so yeah, I think that's how they reach out to us. Uh, but we open it up only once a year. Uh, okay. We've been very fortunate that every year the number of applications are going up and incredible applications yes. but you know as an organization we also are dependent on funding if right. I had a choice I would support 500 <laughs> athletes uh, <laughs> but we need that kind of money and uh, we don't want to just uh, work with too many athletes we want to ensure that there's quality and we go deeper with their requirements yeah. and their needs rather than just say we have numbers uh, so we are very very uh, you know picky of who we can work with only and it has nothing to do with talent because every application is talented. you know everyone is talented whoever applies but it is can we as an organization and based on our working framework can we add value to your journey and can you get to the best of your potential mm -hmm. uh, so so that's that's where we kind of come ah, excellent and my last question is people who want to make career in uh, in the talent asset management and in the CSR industry. So what are the ways for them to look into this industry? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, when Siddharth and I and all of that got into it, we just got into it. There was yeah. no concept of athlete management and uh, uh, athlete management as a global model also is talent management. There's no real yes. athlete management concept, Correct. right? Uh, so I think uh, just in the last three years, I think you have 
you have symbiosis you have the isms you have different uh, sports schools in india who are training you on uh, in sport i think we all walked yes. in blind and yeah. every day we learned in fact even today like so many things which we've not heard of and we learn yes. on a day to day basis so, so i think um, today there's there's a proper structured learning environment there's an approach you can look at it there are multiple organizations there are multiple um, um, you know setups uh, i always felt that uh, you know and you have sports management degrees today that you can you can take up but i i just feel it's important for people to really understand which uh, domain of sport they want to be in right you know when people think sport uh, it's so vast even sport there's the brand side of it there's athlete management uh, there's contracts there's the legal side sports law there's there's this just, just so many things in sport right. so what is it that you are most aligned to uh, is something that if you can try and figure um, it will be get a lot of people who say i'm such a passionate person i watch every match and i'm going to be everywhere on ground and i it's like you never see a single match you know exactly. you never actually be on ground to see the match because we are at the back end of it so if you are that person who wants to be in the thick of things and maybe the event side of sport is what you need to look at yes you know so so i just feel uh, that's that's something to keep in mind for for mm. uh, Uh, people who want to pursue a career in sport and csr i think is a great space uh, to get into not just from sport but just corporate social over. responsibility uh, over the last 5 uh, years uh, there's 50000 crores uh, available in csr yes. um, obviously a large part of it now is going towards the pm relief fund and Correct. you know towards causes which are far more important but i think the ngo world has really really benefited the kind of projects that have happened over the last 3 5 years is so heartening to see how corporates have got involved how the ngo world has you know benefited so i think it's a great uh, model that has yeah. worked through csr we are the first country in the world to mandate yes. uh, corporate social responsibility uh, i'm super proud as an indian that you know yes. we've actually mandated it and we've created so many projects so there is scope but i think it's still gray it's still nascent uh, there's yeah. a lot of work to be done in in that area uh, people are also figuring uh, okay. figuring it out systems are getting changed new schedules keep coming out depending on the learnings of different yeah. organizations but I, i i do believe that if csr continues uh, we can really do some very very important and relevant and impactful work everyone sport or non sport yes excellent dipti i think it was uh, it went went on for some time and it was just it, it was everything what you said was like it was pouring out it was like the passion was pouring out and it was wonderful talking to you uh and it's uh, yeah. it, it's it's and it, that is that is what it's all about right it's like as you uh, we are here for a reason and uh, let the reason be right the intent intent be the right one uh and uh, build a whole community around us with the consciousness gratitude and uh, mindfulness i think these are the very important things for us to look forward to really appreciate your time and wish you all the best and uh, i'm doing this and wish you all the best 
Yes, and uh, looking forward to 2021 when the Olympic actually happens and we get to see the athletes there. Only yes. fingers crossed <laughs> it happens. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Sure. Thank you, Dipti. Really appreciate it. Have a nice day. Great. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.